Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I have an unusual program to bring you today. I called David Phillips, and he's on the line with me today. David has worked part-time with the Prophecy Club for about seven years. He works with uh, various customers and does all kinds of things for us, works with the website and things like that. And as a matter of fact, I think one of these days, perhaps very soon, he's going to be working with me on the radio program. As a matter of fact, he's been on the radio program a whole lot. Some of you remember those days when he would come on the radio program almost every day. Anyway, so I called him and I said, as a matter of fact, before I say that, I need to back up and tell you, David and I are, in my opinion, supernaturally linked like no one else. Perhaps the only one that's possibly as close would be my wife, Leslie. There's been times where I would supernatural call him, and I just said, you had a dream. What was the dream? And he began telling me the dream. And there were times where I'd call him and ask him, have you had a dream? Because I felt like he'd had a dream. Sure enough, and many times the dreams were for me or for Prophecy Club. We are linked spiritually in a way that is just amazing. So last Friday, I believe it was, I called David answered, and I said, David, I said, I'm impressed to call you. Do you have something? Okay, so David, I'll turn it over to you from there. I was surprised that you had called because I was reading the prophetic warning from Dudeman a, a day or two before that, and something came to me when I was reading it that I had never remembered seeing before. It's like I had read it for the first time, and I felt that there was... Uh, a revelation there, at at the very least for me. Um, but, you know, I had it on my heart, you know, should I reach out to Stan? Should I let him know? And in my heart, I thought, no, I don't want to really put myself in that position. I I just, you know, if, if this is the Lord, if the Lord wants me to share it, then, then Stan will reach out to me. And it did come back to me a couple of times, oh, you know, I really should share that with Stan, but I just didn't have it in my heart to to reach out to Stan and tell him, you know, maybe this was something for me to know. Uh, and so I didn't. And so I was surprised when he called because it came immediately to my mind. Oh, I really need to share this with Stan. I was reading the prophetic warning. And, and I want to say, first off, it took sharing this a couple of times to Stan for him to really understand what came to me in a flash. Okay. And so First of all, I want to say is I was reading the main prophetic warning, and it wasn't just the small piece of the prophetic warning that Stan often gives to the listeners. It was, you know, the whole one. I mean, I was actually reading from the book Prophecies of the Fall of America, which I don't know, I've had maybe 10, 15 years, right? So I've had it a while. And so that's what I was reading. So Stan, if you don't mind, can you give the the whole prophetic warning that Dudeman gave, and then I can share what I saw there that I never really remembered hearing before. Okay, I think this is the area you want me to start with. When Dimitri arrived here, it was late at night. I was sitting outside on a rock, and a light came toward me. The fear of cars came within me, and the Romanian police were always trying to run me over the cars. That's why I jumped up to run. The light surrounded me. Out of the light, I heard the same voice, and it said, Dimitri, why are you so despaired? And I said, why did you punish me? What did I do that was so rotten? Why did you bring me to the United States? I have nowhere to lie my head. I can't understand anybody. He said, Dimitri, didn't I tell you that I will be here with you also? I brought you here to this country because this country will burn. 
Well, then, why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you just let me die in my own country? Dimitri, have patience. I will tell you. Get beside me. He said, I don't know what it was, brothers. He said, but I got beside the angel. And he took and showed me all of California and the cities of California. He showed me Las Vegas. You see what I've shown you? This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. He said, its sin has reached the Holy One. He showed me another great city and said, do you know what city this is? And I said, no. He said, this is New York City. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. And he showed me Florida. And he said, this is Florida. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. He didn't let me say another word until he brought me back to the place we'd left. And he said, now, Dimitri, you can ask me questions. He said, I brought you here to this country, Dimitri, because I want to wake up a lot of people. I love this country. I love the people of this country. And I want to save them. But America will burn. I said, well, how can I save them? I can't speak their language. Who knows me? How will they call me? (laughs) He said, Dimitri, don't worry. I will be ahead of you. I will make great healings among the American people. That's the part you want to note, but I'll keep going. I will make great healings among the American people. You will go to television stations, radio stations, and churches. Tell them everything I tell you. Don't hide anything. If you try to hide anything, I will punish you because America will burn. How is America going to burn? It's so powerful. He said the Russian spies have discovered where the most powerful nuclear missiles are stored in America. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America, started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries I cannot remember will attack. The Russians will bombard the nuclear missiles in America, and America will burn. <laughs> well, what will you do with the church? He said, the church has left me. How? Don't you have any people here? Yeah. He said, people in America honor people. The honor they should be given to God, they give to other people. Americans think high of themselves. They say, I serve God, but they don't. In the church, there's abortion, divorces, fornication, sodomy, abortion, all kinds of sin. Jesus doesn't live in sin. He lives in holiness. I brought you here so you could cry out loud. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Now back to you. So when I was reading this, the thing that I got uh, that just kind of it just popped out at me was I will make great healings among the American people. And I thought to myself, I don't remember hearing that. I mean, I know I've read this before. I have several things underlined in this, uh, you know, like California, New York City, the fact that um, God loves this country, but America will burn. But I did not have that underlined. And I just could not remember hearing or, or reading that before. And then I thought the other couple of other things came to my mind just as I was thinking that. And that is, Stan, didn't he say that he sat in the very same spot that Dudeman got this message? Because I don't remember actually hearing about healings taking place through Dudeman's message. I mean, I remember the message, I, but I don't remember hearing it. And I'm kind of surprised because... I would think that that would be something great healings among the people to wake them up to the message. I would think that I would remember hearing about that, but I don't remember hearing about that. But but just along with that, it was, didn't Stan say that he was actually sitting in the very same spot that Dudeman got this message? 
And so, Stan, I'll let you kind of answer that. Didn't you say that you sat, like, not just in the area, but, like, actually in the same spot that he was sitting when he got that message? Yes. Now, let me I just pull it off of the, the, the video, the actual DVD. And this is the one that was recorded, and I'd have to look it up, like, 1996 or 7, somewhere in there. And this is me actually talking, and I know I have not changed my voice, but as I was just listening to it, boy, my voice has changed. But anyway, this is me actually talking on the DVD, explaining that part. Then I'll bring David back, and we'll talk more. The next thing that happened was later on that year, I had the opportunity to go out to his home in Fullerton, California. And we were out front in the front lawn mingling and talking. Uh, I was impressed to just ask him about a detail in his story. As you recall in his story, he says that the very first night he got to America, the uh, apartment stunk. He was outside sitting on a rock, he said, and a light started coming toward him. And he said he thought it was a Romanian police trying to run over him. He was used to that, and so he jumped to run. And he said all of a sudden, the light surrounded him, and out of the light, it was the same voice. It was the same angel. Well, as we were sitting there, I thought, well, I wonder where he was sitting that night. So I turned to him and I said, Dimitri, where were you sitting the night that you thought the light was coming at you with the first night the angel came to talk to you? And he walked over. He took about eight steps over and sat down on what we would call a brick planter. And as he sat there, I remember his head, he was kind of looking around and kind of getting his bearing to make certain he was sitting in exactly the right place. And I sat down beside him <clears throat> and I said, now, exactly where did the light come from? And he pointed from right there, that particular angle. And I said, oh, well, that's real interesting. And I changed the subject, and we went on talking. Well, in a little while, he got up. And being the inquiring mind that I am, checking out his story, I walked over and sat in the very spot he sat. And I asked myself one question. From where I was sitting and from where the light came, would I mistake that as a car? See, those little details, if someone was just making up a story, wouldn't be there. Well, I sat there and I looked at where he pointed the light to come from, and absolutely, he was telling the truth. Now, why do I say that? <clears throat> because the light was coming right down a road. You see, there's a road that just dead ends right into his house, and the person has to either turn right or turn left. If they keep going straight, they would literally drive right into his front living room and run right over where he was sitting on that brick planter. So exactly as he had said, the story matched. You could look up, you could see a light coming from that direction and easily mistake that for a car or something. So I thought to myself, wait a second here. All of a sudden, Stan's talking about healings. <laughs> and Stan has never really talked about healings uh, at all that I could remember. Not like he is lately. And I thought to myself, I don't remember healings ever taking place before or ever hearing about it. Now you're talking about with Dimitri? Or, yes, with Dimitri okay, and right. his original message. Right. In other words, he when gave. he was the ten years, he was going all across America, giving the warning. No, I didn't see any healings. As a matter of fact, I probably saw him pray for less than ten people the whole time. Yeah, and I was surprised because I actually remember hearing the message back when he was sharing it back in that day, or roughly around that time period. So I never remembered it, and that's what I asked. I asked Dan. Were there healings that happened that I didn't know about? And he said, no, there there really weren't. And I said, and, and weren't you sitting in the, exactly the same place that he got when he got that message? And he said, yeah. And I said, and 
and I'll ask you, Stan, did you, didn't you have a dream where you said, I am doom? Oh, yeah, that was the point of the whole dream. Well, here, let me just read it for you. It was February the 8th of 2003. I had a dream that I had checked into a hotel, but immediately I went to my car. My heart was very heavy, and I was in a lot of confusion about what God wanted me to really do with my life, feeling the need to hear from God exactly what he wanted me to do, and I had the same feeling in the dream as I was going off to sleep. I just needed to hear from God what he wanted me to do. I was doing okay before I got in the ministry. Maybe he wanted me to go do that again, because it wasn't working in the ministry. So I got in my car and drove down the street to a small mission church. It was similar to a Salvation Army, but it was not the Salvation Army. I just wanted to get alone and pray and seek the Lord. When I walked in, there was a man at the front of the chapel speaking to about 40 men in the room, and there was another man walking to each person, handing him a piece of paper. The man on the front row asked, Why do we have to go to this memorial? The man replied, You have to go. Another man on the second row asked, Well, what is it? The speaker replied, It's a memorial to a Romanian pastor named Dudeman. Go see it. You'll really like it. About that time, the man handed papers to each person handed me one. It was a paper, and they were supposed to go get a stamp from the memorial place, proving that they had gone to see the memorial, and then they could return and have their food. As you know, many missions make you listen to a sermon before giving you the free food. It was my assumption that they were telling the men if they wanted to eat, they had to go to this memorial first. The man said to me, you have to go. I said, I don't care to eat. I just came to pray. But the man stepped closer to me and said, you have to go. The man got so close he invaded my comfort zone, so I stepped back, but he commanded, you have to go. I asked, Demetri Dudeman, is that who you're talking about? The man said, yeah, but you have to go see it. I stated, no, I don't have to go see. I just came to pray. I don't need to eat. Besides that, I know all about him anyway. But the man stepped even closer and then pushing me back, kind of poking me with the paper and said, you have to go. Again, I asked, Dimitri Dedeman, the Romanian pastor that smuggled Bibles into Romania and Russia for over 30 years and was caught and put through five months of torture, culminating in them putting him on the electric chair twice. God sent him to America with a warning saying the fall of America was started with an internal revolution, started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government would be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries would attack and defeat America. Is that the Dimitri Dedeman you're talking about? And then the guy actually punched me with the paper and said, yes, you have to go. Then I just exploded out of my spirit, and I said, I am Demetri Dudeman. And I just collapsed back into the chair behind me and began to weep, and then I woke up. But then I realized that God had answered my prayer. He was telling me what he wanted me to do. He wanted me to continue to carry the message of Demetri Dudeman, and I believe he was saying that I'm carrying the mantle of Demetri Dudeman. And that was answering a real big question about whether I should quit the ministry and go back to getting another job because it was real tough. There's a lot of real tough times, and essentially God was telling me, no, 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 you are Demetri Dudeman. Now, again, I'm not trying to lift myself up on his level. I'm just trying to say I believe I carry his message. And that's exactly the point, I think. I don't think it's necessarily about strengths or weaknesses, but the reality is this prophetic warning is coming to pass as we speak, we're hearing about the countries that are getting ready to attack America, people that are trying to bring up this internal revolution. 
we're starting to see this happen before our eyes, but there's also another piece of this message that I had forgotten, and it has to do with healings. And to my knowledge, the only person that is sharing this message right now is Stan through this ministry. The whole idea of healings and why would they happen now at this time and why would they happen through this ministry, all of a sudden, all of those things started to connect. And I was trying to stand. Weren't you the person that stood in that spot? Was it exactly the same spot? Did you ever see miracles happen before? And yes, it was him that stood in the spot. And yes, yes, he had the dream where he said he was Deuteron. And no, he didn't see that the miracles had happened yet. And then all of a sudden I said, well, it seems to me that that's you. And that this is a huge piece of the warning that confirms that the warning is true that has not yet happened. And now all of a sudden the link between why miracles and this prophetic message that Stan has been consistent to speak about throughout all of the ministry, now I understand the connection between the two. Well, when I called, you kept saying, Stan, you sat on the place where Dimitri sat, didn't you? And I said, yeah, I mean, I can remember it as if it was this morning, because uh, that that story about the light coming toward him and thinking it was a car going to run over him came to my mind, and I thought, well, hey, let's just check it out. So I said, so, Dimitri, where were you sitting when the light came toward you? And he walked over and sat down on a brick planter. That's what we would call it. And he sat down. He looked to the left, looked to the right to make certain he kind of got his bearings. He was sitting in the right place. And he, he said, yeah, yeah, I was right here. I was sitting right here. And I said, now, which direction? You said you saw the light. Which direction did that come from? And he said it came from that direction right there. And then he got up, and I changed the subject. And directly I went over and sat down in that very spot. And I looked at the direction he said he saw the light coming towards him. And I asked myself one question. If I was sitting here, if it was late at night and I saw a light coming towards me, could I mistake that for a car? And absolutely, because there's the, the intersection tees off. You either turn to the left, turn to the right. If you go straight, you would literally run right over where he was sitting and the car would run right into his front living room. So while he didn't understand, I was verifying his story. See, because if it's a lie, little details like that are missing. He'd have never thought to cook that up. So that verifies the story. So anyway, he said, but Stan, didn't you sit on that very spot? And I said, yeah, I did. Go ahead and tell him the rest of the story there. That's important. Well, and that's the whole point is is maybe you sat there to verify the story. But the reality is, is you sat in the very same spot that he got when he got this prophetic warning. That's huge. Who else in this world talking about this prophetic warning, actually sat in the very same spot where those words were spoken. And one of the piece of those words was, I will bring great healings to the American people. Specifically, I will make great healings among the American people, and it hasn't happened yet. I would agree that those healings definitely did not happen in the days of Demetri. I didn't see any healings. I mean, I didn't even see him. I mean, again, I saw him pray for less than 10 people, but I never saw any healings and certainly not great healings. So the conclusion we have to arrive at, I believe that that's an unfulfilled prophecy. And I believe that he's going to be bringing that through the Demetri Dudeman message. So 
whoever is carrying that message, I wonder who that might be, might be the one that fulfills that I will make great healings among the American people. Is that what you're saying, David? Yeah, exactly. And it explains why, right? Because honestly, why, why Stan? Why, you know, why these conferences now? Why, why all of a sudden is Stan bringing up miracle healing conferences? Uh, you know, why? Why through this ministry? And all of a sudden I got the answer to why. Well, I had been thinking that that was the case, but when I called you and you told me, you know, I didn't really see it. As you recall, I said, you kept saying, well, but you sat where Demetri Dudeman sat. And I said, yes. And then you got like, McFly, you know, you're stupid. You're not getting it. But Stan, you sat where Demetri Dudeman sat when he got the message that America is the mystery Babylon, that America is going to fall. He's going to bring great healings through the American uh, to the American people. You sat where he sat. Yes. Well, you had to say it several times before it really clicked. What you're saying is that's why great healings, in my opinion, I think I've been cleared to say this, that the greatest miracle revival in American history is about to begin April 19 through 22 at the Hyatt in Dallas in the year 2019 at the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. Because, it's again, it's not about me, and really it's not even about Demetri Dudeman. It's about the message that Dimitri Dudeman sat on the electric chair twice to be tested enough to get such a secret to be sent to America to tell them that they are the mystery Babylon, that the Russians will attack and destroy America. And the, this is, you might say, uh, as somebody said the other day, a last call for alcohol, only it's not last call for alcohol. It's last call for those people that want to get saved under the age of grace before we move into the whatever is coming next under the seven-year tribulation and the beast and the antichrist and false prophet and all of that sort of stuff. So I believe to me, and that's the reason I wanted to bring David on, let him tell you in his own words, this is another confirmation. And I believe this answers the question. And again, it's please, I'm not trying to lift up Stan. I'm not even trying to puff up Prophecy Club. Uh, it's all about America. It's about the kingdom of God getting those those last names whose names are in the book of life getting them to accept Jesus and the warning that America is going to fall that was given to Dimitri is the thing that's going to win a lot of people to Jesus and that's what he is doing he's bringing miracles through Stan and Prophecy Club sevenfold miracle crusades not because of Stan or David or Prophecy Club, or Sevenfold Miracle Crusades, or even because of Dimitri. He's bringing miracles because he wants to shine a light on that warning message that you're in the last days, America, you have been judged, the Russians are soon to attack and defeat and destroy this nation. I'm trying to get your attention. Do you agree, David Phillips? I do, and here's the thing. Stan currently sits in the spot sharing that prophetic warning. And there's a lot of people out there that truly do believe that prophetic warning. But there are also a lot of people out there that are scratching their heads and they're saying, well, I don't know about the healing piece of this. Where did this come from? For all of you that believe this prophetic warning, that have changed your life, that have, that have really changed the way you live because of it, because you believe God, but you're out there and you're still wondering, what about this? What about the healings? I, I don't know about this. Understand 
the healings were part of this very same prophetic warning. And that's really important. And it just so happens that Stan currently sits in the spot of the only person that I know of that is consistently, day after day, sharing that message. I think it's about the message, because the message is going to shake people. And right now, because the pre-trib rapture, so many pastors, so many people don't want to accept the end-time message. I sit as a queen, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with the fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. In other words, because America believes she's not going to fall, because the Christians believe that they're not going to go through the tribulation or any trouble, that means they're refusing to receive any correction. So because they're not refusing, because they're refusing the correction, because they're not receiving any of the correction, then he has no other alternative but to hit them all at once. And that's what he's going to do. You can look around you. You can see everything's changing. Nothing is staying the same. Spiritually, they just want everything to stay the same. They just want to continue to do what they've always done. They don't want to accept a message because of what it means. And there's a lot of people that are really not ready to to go through the difficult times that are ahead. They're just not ready. They don't want to hear. But God has to wake them up because most Christians are completely unprepared for what we're about to go to. And that's why I believe this is a critical piece of this message. God has to wake people up. He has to get people to understand this prophetic warning because people have got to get prepared. They've got to get ready to go through the most difficult times that people have ever had on the face of the earth. Persecution, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing when it comes to your doorstep. I think that this crusade is not for the public, as you know we're not advertising to the public. This one is to make normal people watchmen, to make the watchmen people that are able to give an answer and to teach and to explain Bible prophecy and to be able to walk in the sevenfold miracle anointing, these are going to be the people that, like the uh, upper room people, 120 people in the upper room, but the day after, the mighty rushing wind, the tongues of fire, the speaking tongues, the prophesying, their lives were changed when they saw that. And the people that come to this crusade, their lives are going to be changed. I'm going to anoint them with oil. And matter of fact, me and all of the ministers, we already got it all prepared and planned, and we're going to pray that they will be given the gift to give an answer to Bible prophecy when people ask and to walk in sevenfold miracles. In other words, to become a minister. This is an opportunity for you to become an end-time minister, and there will not be another meeting like this. All the rest of them are going to be Billy Graham-type public crusades, and this one this one is a special meeting. So if you feel a call, if you're nudged, if you're touched, if you've been listening to this program for a long time, you need to ask God real serious, do you need to come to this crusade? And if you need to come here, then you have to ask yourself, what's more important, the thing that's holding you back from getting here or to serve the Lord? David? Again, I didn't call Stan, right? I I got this and, and I said, you know what? If God wants me to share this, Stan will call me. And it was a day or two later that Stan calls, and this immediately came to my mind. Um, and when if, I called, I said, what's God told you? Something along those lines. In other words, I was calling because I knew God had spoken to you, right? Well, and, and I didn't have some you know dream or anything like that, but I did have this revelation that spoke to me. 
you know, and, and I, I believe the prophetic warning and, you know, God did tell me to go to this meeting. Uh, but there may be others out there that you're, you're under trying to figure out how does this, how did, how do these things come together? And, uh, I think that we know the answer to that now and read this prophetic warning completely from beginning to end. You'll see yourself. The miracles are a part of this. And also the miracles are not just for the people coming. I believe it's for all of us. It's for the people that are praying and for the people that are being prayed for. It's for everybody, for the ministry. It's a small group, but it's really important that those who are called by God to be there are there. And so I believe that's why God is helping us to understand why. Why now and why through this ministry. David Phillips, thank you for coming on and sharing at the Prophecy Club. Thanks for giving me a chance to share with you. If you'd like to come to the crusade, you go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com, sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. If you'd like to have my new book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, you go to prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. Don't get one, get at least five for 30 or 10 for 55 because you want to hand them around to your friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your gifts of support. God bless.